0: Hello, One to Go Show listeners. The Blast to the Past is now a separate show and is played weekly on our YouTube page. Head over to the One to Go Show YouTube page, smash the subscribe button while you're there, and you will also catch Ryan's weekly Power Rankings episode. All right, race fans, Ryan Aho here, the one and only Bert Lehman, bringing you. I had to take a look, Bert. I'm getting old. Episode 180 of the One to Go Show. Bert, I'm here's how old I am. All right, just put this into perspective. Last week I was watching on Dirt Race Central. And again, I mean, if you don't have Dirt Race Central, you need to have it, right? Because I mean it's cheap and you get all the Wasota racing, it's great. But I was watching a modified feature, and in the top three at one time, at Rice Lake, and I don't think they finished there. But Caden Blazer, Kennedy Swan, Jack Reward were all in the top three in the Wasota Modified Feature at one time. I added their three ages together. It's less years than I am old. That's bullshit. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> not <really> excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, that that put things into perspective. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. So. Episode 180 brought to you by our friends over at Zuli's Race Engines. Bert, get this. A lot of racing this weekend. Really quick and off the top. Ty Schuler, pure stock win at KRA. Joe Arndt with a pair of pure stock wins, Fiesta City and Madison. So they're non-sanctioned, but they have a really good um, three tracks working together with the same rules. Pretty cool deal. Tucker Peterson with a pair of wins, Brown County and Greenbush in the street stocks. Midwest Mods, Aaron Blacklands, he won at Greenbush. Trey Hess, Jaden Chris, they both won Street Stock A-Mains at Devil's Lake in Jamestown. Kyle Jeanette, he won the King of Dirt. Um, unbelievable race um, to get that one done. Night number one in that deal went to, uh, that, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. We'll put it that way. So he won the King of Dirt. Jaden Varnson, Midwest Mods at Devil's Lake. Um, Johnny Carter, street stock tour race at Buffalo River. Kate Leeper and Bemidji and the Pierce. I say that to say this: you want to win races, you need a good stove underneath the hood. That's what they have at Zuli's Race Engines. I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. But they're winning races now, right? They're winning a lot of races right now. But they're going to win championships because they're not only good horsepower, but great dependability, great customer service. Get a hold of uh, Frank over at Zuli's Race Engines. So. This week, Bert, top five moments of the week. A little news from around the region. Had a couple fan feedback. Things that came in might be a little controversy. Might hurt a feeling or two. It is what it is. Our uh, weekly pick some bold predictions. But uh, first, Bert, I think we both took in some more races this past weekend. Touch a little bit on your... You went to Shano, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I was at at Shano on uh, Saturday night. Uh, it was Hall of Fame night, so... Uh, Eddie Munster and Gordy Seegert Jr. were inducted into the Shanno Speedway Hall of Fame and uh, Lucas Postel uh, put a Gordy Seegert uh, graphic scheme on the right side of his race car. So it's always uh, always cool to see um, when a driver does that for another driver or you know a past driver to, to honor them.
0: Yeah, that, I'm telling you, that is super cool what they do in Shano. The culture they have over in Shano, they do a lot of nostalgic things like that. I'm very impressed with, with just the racing community in general over there. Bert, I got to get my happy ass over to the Shano Speedway this year. I've been saying it now for like two years. <clears throat> Brad's back in charge. You're there. I got to get my butt over there. I, I know there's been some good racing. What is it? Mike's videos on Facebook, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah he does an awesome job um you know thankful for him right I mean it's not a streaming deal nothing against streaming deals but he takes time out of his schedule jumps on Facebook posts all the races so dummies like me can watch it wherever I am so super thankful for that so uh I actually went to Sycamore this week with the Dulciat crew again and you know I'm helping both of them and helping Dave we talked about uh Mr bridesmaid himself so Berts I, I texted him I said is the uh is the BMR eighty three ready to go? And he's like, "Yeah, we're ready." And, and in his mind, he's thinking, "Oh, Billy Moyer racing." He's comparing me to Billy Moyer. <laughs> no, guy, no, bridesmaid racing, right? That's what I started calling him because he gets second every night. Well, guess what? He gave the boys an ass whooping this week. He uh, he put about a straightaway on the on the guys over there at Sycamore. So, tip of the cap, my buddy Dave. Uh, got a pretty fast hot rod. His cousin Brian, who struggled bus last year, I gave him a donkey award last week. I did not cut myself this week, Bert. He even took foam padding and put it where I gouged my head last week. He put foam padding underneath there, so if I crawled underneath <laughs> and measured something, I wasn't going to kill myself. Brenda's very thankful for that. But uh, he actually ran good. He started deep. He didn't qualify for whatever reason. I wasn't running right in time trials. I think a plug wire. <coughs> so then started deep in the heat. Got second. Led the feature, and remember last week he put it into prevent defense mode leading? This weekend he put it in full kill mode leading, and that didn't work out either. Um He got the lead. He looked really good. Car was rotating nice, and a guy challenged him to the outside, and he kind of did one of them deals where, uh-oh, he's coming. I better drive it harder, and <laughs> missed his mark, got in the marble, spun around, tore a bunch of stuff up, so... The learning curve is there, but I will say this. I, uh, I should put this on my bold predictions. He's going to win one here by the end of the year because that car is pretty fast and he's, he's looking a lot better. So had a fun time over at Sycamore. I got to be down in Victory Lane um, as a crew chief, not necessarily as the driver. Kind of like the driver side better, got to be honest, but it was a fun time nonetheless. So what do you see if we jump into our uh, top five moments of the week <clears throat> brought to you? by your friends over at daytona one right here giving them some love daytona one performance lubricants so when you think lubricants there's all kinds of variation of lubricants right you can engines um, engine grease assembly lube they got some graphene stuff that they've trademarked that's going to be a great deal coming out um, but let's talk tires right and more importantly let's talk running tires longer that's what they are allowing people to do i know this right i've seen several drivers i've talked to several drivers that are using their products and running at a very high level last year's tires for last year's tires using these products winning races that's that's a pretty big deal right there well how are they doing it because they're actually using a tire treatment not a softener that's allowing them to get more life out of their tires okay and, and I'll be honest with you, with what tires are costing today, that's a pretty big deal. We see some of these car cones burn around with Soda Land. King of dirt, right? 1,000 to win for Supers. Nine Supers. Nine for a 1,000 to win. Why? Because drivers, are they're just going broke. Save yourself some money. Get educated on this product. Call Chad. His number is 507-828-3536. And a shout out to these guys too, you know, Uh buck over there, putting money into racing. They got the Gen X late model, the Daytona one performance lubricants Gen X late models over in Western Minnesota. So a nice little series for them. So thanks for all they do. Give Chad a call, get the information, find out for yourself. So Bert, a uh, little buggy action over there. We'll start number five in Wisconsin. What do you got there?
1: Yeah. And, uh, this is my fault because I wasn't even aware that it was happening last weekend. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, uh, Tizo's uh, all-star circuit. Uh, that's Tony Stewart's sprint group, isn't it?
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: They were racing at uh, Plymouth third track uh, in Plymouth, Wisconsin, uh, 26,000 to win. And uh, Rico Abreu made the trip there and took home the money.
0: Bert, he's had a big year. This is probably the best that's- year he's had on, on- you know, not only the Tezos, but with you know running well in the in the high limit series, got some World of Outlaw wins. Rico, I tell you, he's he's been on it this year.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I didn't uh, watch the race, but uh, Plymouth, uh, they their races are streamed. So if anybody's interested, they can go back and and watch it. I can't remember the the platform Blow. that they're streaming. Blow. Blow?
0: Yep. Is it? Yep. Fl-? Okay. Yeah, that that series is on flow. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, the All Stars are on flow for sure. So number four, Bert. Let's go to the Cedar Lake Speedway. Uh, we talked about we thought they they were probably going to sanction, but when we did the show last week, it wasn't officially announced. But this past Saturday night, the Cedar Lake Speedway, in New Richmond, Wisconsin, quite honestly, the mecca of dirt track racing in in Wisconsin, used to be like the premier Wasoda sanctioned track in all of racing. But they haven't had a, a weekly sanctioned Wasoda class since 2005, right? Lots, I mean, so much history at Cedar Lane. And uh, they had their first weekly sanctioned event. They sanctioned the Super Superstocks officially. And uh, Jesse Radetzky, he put it in victory lane. Of course, second generation guy, his dad, the legendary Jerry Radetzky, but the 207, uh, it doesn't matter if there was soda non sanction or whatever. He gets around Cedar Lake really good. Little uh, side note here, the last Wasoda Superstock A-Main raced. There was the Wasota 100 in 2005. My buddy Kyle Peterlin got that one done. And I DNF'd in that one, but I chased him down in the pits afterward and tackled him and gave him a big bear hug. Uh, we, we traveled a lot together that year. So kind of a cool experience. So Peterlin got it done. We- weekly racing for Wasoda Superstocks at the Cedar Lake Speedway. It's pretty big news.
1: Well, I have a question for you. Uh, what's your feeling on Wasoda adding a track as a sanctioning a-, a sanctioned track in the middle of a season? Uh, is that fair for point chasers and that sort of thing?
0: You know, that's a good question. I- a good question. I do not know if there's anything in the bylaws or if there's anything like in the contract of like, they have to make a decision before X and X time to have sanctioned racing in, in that given year. Um, I I guess I don't know. Maybe somebody out there smarter than me. Maybe there's some information on that. Um, Yeah. I I guess I I never thought about that. I mean, I mean, I'm
1: glad, I'm glad to see, you know, Cedar Lake, uh, giving a was soda sanction for, for the super stocks. Uh, but, you know, to do it in the middle of the season, you know, that could have an impact an on the national point. championship.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting point. I never thought of that. And, and quite honestly, the track that would probably probably be most concerned would be rice Lake, right? Because that's the neighboring track. And I don't know. I haven't heard any rumbling over there that Dave is that, that he's upset about it. Um, but that's, I, I don't know if there's something in the bylaws or not. I mean, um, I know we have some Wasoda board members and stuff that watch this. Something for them to maybe look at. Ultimately, um, it's good for Wissota to have Cedar Lake have any Wissota right. racing. I mean, it's yeah. huge for Wasoda. Cedar Lake's kind of proved that they don't really need Wasoda, but they did gain a car. I know last week, uh, Ogilvy, Saturday, they did not run Super Stocks, right? because they had the world of boat sprints in the midwest mons and dexton cook normally would have probably went up to Brainerd, or he would have went maybe over to say rice lake for a wisota sanction event well cedar lakes wisota sanction dexton cook decided i'm gonna go to cedar and uh, didn't get her done i think he got second um, still had a good run over there but that's something to think about i guess uh hopefully hopefully the conversations were had and Hopefully they crossed their T's and dotted their eyes, but I guess it is what it is at this point. So, I guess uh, we'll see if somebody has some feedback on that. That's an interesting point, Bert. I never, Bert, kind of turning some things over here. I'm not really sure. So, number <laughs> three, number troublemaker. Bert's a troublemaker, and if Bert, <laughs> no, it's, it's not me this time. It's not uh, me this time. It's Bert this time. It's not me this time. We're no, gonna save I, that for like two minutes from now.
1: I, I'm I'm not saying anybody did anything wrong it's just you know the fact of adding a track in the middle of the season well not even the middle of the season it's you know um you know it could have a could have an implication on national title uh chasing
0: right right it sure could so we'll i guess (laughs) we'll keep a little closer eye on that to see who races where so number three birds world of outlaw late model action probably so far as far as world of Outlaw uh, late models goes the race of the year tri-city speedway tell everybody what happened at tri-city
1: um well at the end of the race i mean basically um there were four drivers uh, underneath a blanket you know either, any of the four could have won you know over the last couple of laps they were they were racing in a bunch and uh any four of them could have won um you know, I, it was, that is definitely a candidate for race of the year.
0: For sure. So killer Kyle Bronson, we're going to talk about him a little bit more. And uh, when we talk about uh, the world of outlaw stuff in a little bit here, but he held off Brian Shirley, evidently the announcer Ruben's like, Oh, these are, they're best friends. So like I he said, it like 800 times. Right. So I can <laughs> think of them hugging it out after the races. Like, like, all right, guy, re- relax with the best friends. Uh, Kyle Bronson didn't necessarily race them like best friends. And he said that in Victory Lane. He's like, I raced them kind of hard, but it, it was for the win. And uh, Bobby Pierce was in that. Nick Hoffman was in that. Uh, but excellent race. I mean, that was, if you haven't seen that Dirt Vision has the, the full race on there, that one was definitely worth a watch. <coughs> so, number two, let's go with Redemption. Redemption. So, a little bit of drama again, not necessarily drama, but interesting tidbit with the tri-state late model series, multiple things. So first of all, this past weekend, right, they raced, they, they have what's called Wheel Jam out in Huron at the Dakota State Fair, uh, uh, Dakota State Fairgrounds. Well, for years, it was Wissota events. They'd run Thursday at Huron, Friday at Aberdeen, Saturday at Huron, Sunday used to be at Casino, and that used to be a Challenge Series swing. I don't know all the details and what happened, but let's just say that that swing was now a tri-state late model series swing. Night number one um, at Huron went to Chad Becker. Night number two went to Chad Becker, but our my boy Cole Searing kind of had a fairly good lead, maybe three or four car lengths or whatever, and he posted on Facebook he owned it, but he got tight Bert. Snapped her around and lap traffic and spun out leading. That does not happen often, right? Big race like that, so tough one for Cole. But what do champions do? What do good race car drivers do? They rebound, right? They rebound is what they do. He still came back, had a moderately okay finish, but the next night back at Huron, seventy three hundred dollars to win. He didn't let that one slip away. So that's a tip of the cap, Cole Searing. When you let's face it, he stepped all over his deck. He'd be the first one to admit it. It is what it is. Remember, last year Arment had a win in that deal, got DQ'd. Searing got a gift, right? Because Arment won the five thousand was light. Searing got a freebie this year. Searing returning the favor, giving Chad Becker a freebie. So everybody's in a giving mood out in South Dakota, right? But he wasn't in a giving mood on Saturday because he took home the 7,300 K-Day Skorcheski with a really good run got second. Unfortunately, Bert, Huron, the only uh, way that you can watch them racing um, is Cole Searing or Chad Becker's um, Facebook pages <coughs> because Orv kind of stuck in 1990 still out there and does not have live streaming in here on which sucks for everybody that doesn't live in the area because we're not driving there and they got some really good racing so searing redemption at brown county and number one burt the dirt race central street stock tour used to be the steffa street stock tour but now it's dirt race central <laughs> Probably the race of the week, Bert. You thought that one was good. I mean, it was. That World of Multnomah late model race, but man, the king of dirt Um, at Fergus Falls. They had a great racing surface there on night number two. Kyle Jeanette in a thriller over championship contender, Braden Brower. And uh, Nick Trainer, Mr. Um, Street Stock Little Dream himself, he won the prelude. He won the night before. But he ended up getting in the third spot, but they were side by side for the last several laps. Jeanette nipping in by maybe maybe half a car at the line. Excellent race over at the I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls. Dirt Race Central, of course, has that. Um, Bert, I think it's like $190 for a year or something like that. I mean, it's really cheap for an entire year to go back and watch those races. It's definitely worth doing. So in other news, Bert, kind of around the around the region. Uh, Before we get into other news around the region, a little shout-out, Impact Health Sharing. Um, If you're self-employed, if you have employees, heck, if you got to pay for health insurance, right, and you feel like you're paying too much, or I know people, Bert, that are like, I'm just not going to have health insurance because I'm not paying that much. If you fit into any of those, shoot me a text, shoot me a call, Facebook message, get a hold of me, 218-969-1380. I have a product called Impact Health Sharing. Been able to save people a ton of money on that, and uh saving money goes a long ways because you can use it for a lot more fun things. Racing, for example, you can use it for that. But uh, hit me, hit me up. I'd love to get you a free quote and uh, no obligations. Get you some info, and if it's a good fit for you, maybe we can help you out. So, Eastern Wisconsin, Bert. You went over to Shano. Um yep. Anything, any other tidbits, uh, you know, from Shano, Eastern Wisconsin? What kind of stuck out to you this weekend?
1: uh (coughs) excuse me well like i said uh it was hall of fame night so uh it's always a fun night on hall of fame night um in the late model division uh ron burna won his second straight feature uh he started on the front row uh so now he's got two feature wins in a row so his point average is gonna he'll be starting a little bit deeper in the field uh do they still
0: have do they have point i was wondering that they they, they do point average for the late
1: okay yeah okay yeah, they still, do, they do point average. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know if you watched the video that I sent you the beginning of the race. Um, I did, I
0: did. Um,
1: you know, I, I know Troy Springborn pretty well, the 81 car. And uh, I, he wasn't real happy with uh, what happened. Well, I mean, he's the one who spun and ter- turns one and two. Um, I mean, when I watched it live, you know, I didn't. I didn't think all three did anything wrong. Uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Redant. and, uh, but Troy wasn't necessarily happy with, uh, Redent. So I watched, rewatched the video and to be honest with you, I don't really don't think redant he may, I mean, he may have crowded them down low a little bit, but I mean, Troy stuck it in there on the first lap and, um, so i don't know i i thought it was a racing deal
0: (laughs) yeah i thought it was too i mean the door was open springborn was kind of he wasn't even all the way up maybe halfway maybe halfway and redamp kind of was arcing it into the corner and they didn't really make content he squeezed them right it's hard to tell on the phone but it looked like maybe maybe springborn's nose maybe caught like a tire or something down on the inside and it kind of hooked him and spun him around and you're never happy when when that's your situation but yeah that was that was a tough deal then there was a parking lot over there off of turn number 2 did anybody DNF because of that or did they, were they all keep, able to keep going
1: uh they were all able to keep going uh um yeah it took him a little bit to uh because Brett Swedberg's car was on top of uh somebody else's car I can't remember who, whose car um so they actually asked him to get out of his car while they <laughs> while they lifted his car up a little bit and pulled the other car out from underneath it so uh but i do believe everybody was able to continue uh springborn did pull off eventually but uh everybody from the incident was able to continue uh there was a in the four cylinder division and this is why we always talk about safety i know we've had the discussion because at Channel speedway they require all the drivers that wear a hans device even the four-cylinder drivers and there is a very nasty rollover in the four-cylinder division in that that same corner it was kind of the same type of deal uh the car on the outside kind of squeezed the car on the low side even lower and he definitely caught a tire and then he barrel rolled several times luckily he was okay but uh um, They posted on Facebook that the car is junk, but cars can be replaced. Uh, people can't. So uh, luckily, you know, it's a good thing he was not injured in the incident.
0: Yeah. Safety equipment's come along with that. I, my first ever race car, Bert, not, that wouldn't be allowed, right? It was a fiberglass seat, no cushion, crappy. I mean, literally fiberglass seat. Imagine that. That thing get ripped right out of the car, right? So things are a little different i remember my dad racing in a t-shirt right i remember open face helmets and yep. yeah, now they have a lot more safety equipment out there and there's always that debate right the debate is well should they mandate this stuff or should they make it strongly recommended there's a little i mean there's a validity i guess to both sides of that in some some instances but um, that's, that's a debate for another day, but that driver's probably pretty thankful that he had one on because it sounds like he was okay. Mm-hmm. So Anything that's uh, else over from, uh, Eastern Wisconsin.
1: Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, I was at Shawna Speedway, um, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary other than that. Um, you know, one forty one raced and on Saturday, uh, they'll have, uh, They race again Saturday night, and then they have their big week of racing next week with the ten thousand dollar to win clash at the creek. So, uh, and the dirt kings rained out. Yeah, dirt kings rained out at Mississippi Thunder. That's
0: rescheduled, right?
1: Yes, uh, dirt kings got rained out at Mississippi Thunder. I talked to uh, Luke Pastels, or no, one of Luke Pastels pit crew members. Apparently, it started raining just. Just as uh, late model drivers were strapped in to start doing their qualifying and then it, it started raining. So that's a long drive for the Eastern Wisconsin drivers to drive to not be able to race at all. Now, I heard that it was rescheduled. I didn't see an official press release, but I had heard that it it was going to be rescheduled for the Thursday in August. The night prior to when the Dirt Kings is supposed to be at mississippi thunder again and then on saturday night to go to deer creek in minnesota to race so that was supposed to be a two-night swing which now it appears is going to be a three-night swing although i haven't heard anything official yet on that
0: (coughs) perfect perfect so over in the the wissota side of things over on the well i guess we'll start with not necessarily wissota but the tri-state swing i talked about becker becker and then of course searing getting it done um Good racing action over there. Um, I was surprised. Pretty decent car counts. Um, some of the drivers from western Minnesota I thought maybe would make their way over there, but not as many of them as I thought. A um, couple drivers that have been super impressive. Pat Doerr is having a big year. I mean, he's right back to where he left off. Daryl Nelson. Um, we'll talk about him in just a little bit here. Super impressive. Pat Doerr, track record um, over at the Superior Speedway, Gondeklau Speedway. Um, it was super sticky, fast, fast racetrack, Bert. The fog was starting to roll in. It was foggy during the day. I was up there on Friday during the day and I had to head home and I could see the fog rolling in maybe a donkey award, right? To superior. I I don't know. I mean, long intermission. What are you, what are you guys doing? Like why? I mean, they ended up having to kind of postpone some of these features and they knew the fog was rolling in and I. I don't really understand why they didn't just forego that and try to get the races in, but I guess it is what it is, right? Modified, another donkey award here. Johnny Broken getting a donkey award. Bird. <laughs> Three wins on the week, right? He wins at Rapids. He wins at Hibbing. He wins at Bemidji. And he's starting on the front row in the makeup feature. had a good car in Superior, too, so I had a shot for four, right? What, what did we do last week?
1: He didn't scale, right?
0: No, on uh, not hot list. Oh he was on okay. the not hot list, right? And, <laughs> and he even acknowledged it. He he texted me, he goes, Well, who's slow now? Right? He's like, he like he he knows he's like, Yeah, yeah, you yeah, work your magic. I mean, let's be honest with right. The only we the only reason he won those three features because you and me, right? Putting him on the not hot list. I listen, I listen to the victory lane speeches. I mean, congratulations. I like to see the 45J winning. I didn't hear thank you. I didn't I didn't hear I'd like to thank the one to go show for <laughs> putting me on the – I didn't hear that. I'm just saying. So I, I, that's got to be a donkey award. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Do better. Do better, Johnny. Just kidding. <laughs> Relax. All right. Joe Thomas, for, um, Joe, the 6ST, his dad, Corky Thomas, had a great career. This dude is three for three at the Casino Speedway, okay? Two weeks in a row over there, he kind of put a thumping on the old TPO. I think he scared him away. I don't know. I I think he was fishing. He didn't go racing yesterday. TPO, not at Casino. Do you think there's a chance that he's like, I can't win there anymore? Joe Thomas is going to win them all. I'm not going back there. Just take Sundays off to go fishing. I'm not really sure. Tyler, relax. I'm fucking with you a little bit here. Kidding. All right. Jeffrey Wood, a Chisholm boy. Good weekend. Pair of seconds painful though Bert. painful 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 uh two times twice in the same weekend he had a really good hot rod and he led till the last corner donnie broking took one from him right um and then uh brandon Cott took one from him you can visibly see him like kind of woe up a little bit not trying to mess up that last corner prevent defense biting old Jeffrey Wood, but looks looks pretty good. He's pretty darn, pretty darn racy. Superstock Birch, Trevor Nelson knocks off the 7A again at Fergus. Again. King of Dirt. So, night number one of the King of Dirt, which they call the Prelude, um, Saraski won that one. So, Jack Caranda had a good car, messed up a little bit after a restart. Little bit of an altercation in their buddies, right? Trevor Nelson, Jordan Hinkemeyer. Hinkemeyer slid them, literally about came to a stop. Trevor had to wall up to not run them over. So they both spun out, Trevor to the back, charged back up to third. I don't think he was happy. Well, he showed it the next night because he was the guy to beat. He wanted He won the king of dirt, but third. Thousand to win. Nine cars. Nine cars. Disappointing. Just, I'm just bummed out about that. So there's two streaks going on in the super stocks. Tristan Labarge, a kid that worked on his car in my, I guess my dad's shop, I worked where where I worked on my car for years. He got five in a row, so that's a hell of a streak. But there is somebody that's doing a little bit better. Teren SpaceX six in a row. He started the season with a pair of DNFs, but Terran SpaceX red hot in Wisconsin Super Stock Series coming up this week. Midwest Modsburg, Zach Benson, national championship contender, five straight wins for 17 Um, He won both nights of the Minnesota Mod Nationals. He won the prelude to the King of Dirt, and then he left. He went to Ogilvy. And people were like, well, why did he go to Ogilvy? It's not like that great a pay on Ogilvy. They're running with the World of Outlaws. King of Dirt's paying more. Dude, they're running with the World of Outlaws. You're racing in, in front of a completely packed grandstands. That's pretty fun to do. He got her done there from pretty deep. And then he went up to Proctor last night and got it done as well. So Zach Benson, he's on it right now in Midwest Mods. So we'll uh keep an eye on this uh as as it progresses. But right now, he's kind of that odds on bet. He has been really, really good. So, Bert, a little bit of fan feedback here. First, a little shout out to our friends over at buyracers.com. So racers right if you need hats shirts hoodies jackets whatever you need any type of apparel where do you want to go well first of all you want to go to somebody that supports dirt track racing right obviously this guy races former national champion wins races right great guy great family great legacy in Montevideo. buy check them out for all they got a lot of different ways that you can buy high quantities low quantities you name it check it out buy So. I'm going to start with – I got one, and you got one, I think, too. So the one I got, I got from Tom. Halberline Speedway, Proctor, Minnesota. Little incident on the last – two laps to go. They come around, battle for the lead, popsicle sticks in the air, okay? And the guys leading the race, kind of been leading, kind of running mostly the high side all the way around. Second place car tries to put a big move on him coming into one, Um, coming. I guess it would have been two laps to go. Come up the racetrack, next thing you know, there's contact, one guy's spitting off the track, yellow comes up. Nobody to the back. Two laps to go, Bert. First and second in an altercation, nobody to the back. I, I, I checked into this a little bit. The word I heard was there were some people that said, well, 40 goes to the back and some people said 17 goes to the back. They couldn't really figure it out. So they said, well, let's just go ahead and give them both their spots back. Would you rather wrong call or no call? If you had to choose, obviously the number one thing is you want to get it right. Okay. But if you're not sure, would you rather, Hey, we messed up probably made the wrong call, but at least we made one or, just being like well we'll just give everybody a new over and pretend it didn't happen <laughs> well i mean me personally probably just
1: i'd rather not make the wrong call but the only thing is that's not necessarily fair i mean i've always you know If a caution comes out, somebody's got to go to the back. Um, That's – so I guess theoretically, if you're not sure which one, you send them both to
0: the back. (laughs) WWTND. What would Tom Nesbitt do? (laughs) We talked about this in the past on this no-call stuff. You got to make a call, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? I, I think that they messed up here. I think you've got to make a call. If you're not sure, put them both to the back. One of them drivers is gonna be really pissed, probably both of them. But if I was a third place driver in that deal, Bert, I probably wouldn't have been very happy. I would have been like, wait, what? <laughs> like, how does this happen? Like I should I should have at least moving ahead one spot here, right? Well, I remember we talked about this and so we got new listeners, so I'll kind of revisit this. So Back in 02 or 03, I was in a late model down at Casson Speedway, um, just uh, kind of a Rochester Challenge Series race, midweek deal. And I don't remember the drivers that got together, but they were up inside the top five. Two guys got together, altercation. We got no receivers at the time. This is how old I am, right? New drivers are like, what do you mean you didn't have receivers? No, we didn't have receivers. Wasn't a thing, right? We're literally parked in four. And here's Tom Nesbitt on the front straightaway, and there's people over there, and I'm like, watch this. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Right? Well, he stopped. He called the guy over. Said, "This is huh, you're not giving them both their spots back. Somebody's going to the back. You got to send somebody to the back. You got to make a call, right? They're like, nope, we couldn't figure it out. We're not sure who to call. It on. He's like, this is bullshit. I'm sitting right here. Somebody's going to the going to the back. Well, by the time it was all said and done, he's out of his car. Recker's trying to hook up the car to get him out of there. He pushes the record driver over. Cops are called. There's a melee. Somebody went to the back, bird. It was Tom Nesbitt. Okay. That's who went to the back. In fact, they kicked him off the racetrack. But his point was right. I mean, and Tom was pretty feisty, but a lot of it was rightfully so. If you're not sure, put them both to the back. You know, if you're watching this, if you're on our YouTube page or if you're on Facebook, we got the video clip up. You make the call. Um, I don't know the 17, I know Chaston, I've known him forever, right? Um, race and deal, right? He, he made a move, tried to get to the top 17, maybe got ran out of room. They got together 40 went around. You make the call on it. We'll let, uh, we'll let the fans put that in the comments below, right? In the comments, watch this clip. What do you think? Who should have went to the back? Did they make the right call? Did they do the right thing? Um, I, I think they did the wrong thing you somebody's always got to go to the back we don't have do-overs with two to go that's just not a thing right especially can you imagine Bert imagine this imagine that one of them drivers is racing for a national championship and that win was the difference between first and second of the national championship. To some it's not a big deal right but it's a big deal I mean you got to do you got to make the call you, you
1: have another one there, too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I have
0: one from Jill. It says,
1: I was at the races last night at I-94 Speedway in Fergus Falls for night one of the Street Stock Tour. During the feature, they decided to move the tractor tires out halfway into the race after the first caution. I've been to a lot of races and seen tractor tires moved out to keep the track from becoming... 2-1 uh, lane, but never have I seen it done in the middle of a race. I get the point in moving them to create more racing grooves or encourage passing, but why not wait until after the feature is done when drivers have been running that line all race? I believe the 16X of Kyle Jeanette mentioned this in his interview afterwards. Also, if you go back and listen.
0: <laughs> Birch? I have a little PTSD from my old super stock days. So I went back and watched this. Did you, did you happen to watch it at all? Or?
1: Um, I did not go back and watch it, but uh, uh, Joe did send two pictures of uh, what it looked like with the tires down. And then after they moved them out, so I, I, I was able to see, you know, how much they moved them.
0: It was about eight feet. It was a ways, right? I mean, it was so right. Call wrong timing. I love what, I love the concept, right? You know, like it's one lane on the bottom. Let's move the tires out on, the, on the track strip and kind of even out the whole racetrack. They got it. That's a great thing to do. When you've got tractor tires, that is a great way to make multiple grooves is when you take away that dominant tack ringer on the bottom. Cause if everybody runs that, the whole rest of the track becomes marbles. So I get what they're doing. Guys, you can't do that in the middle of a race. What the hell are they thinking? Right? I don't know who made that call, but that's the donkey. Right? Oh, Joe, you're on it. Joe's this The donkey award came from Joe. So I'm going to go ahead and agree with him. So Joe giving a donkey award to whoever made that decision because the guy that was leading the race for um, Hanson, 20, he was running the bottom. The guy that was running second, running the bottom, probably – Jeanette was going to get, and he finally did, was going to get by 20 on the bottom because he was stuck on the tires. And then you had <clears throat> Nick Trainer kind of trying to roll the top in the middle, but it was dirty up, there, right? So if you, let's, you've been around racing long enough. If you got a tack stripper on the bottom and it's marbles middle up, the guy in the bottom, if he doesn't miss his mark, probably going to win the race, right? So. That's one of those deals where you, you just screwed somebody out of a win. Like I, I don't know what they're thinking. So back in oh seven, oh six, oh seven, long time ago. Long time ago. I'm up in heaven, got myself in trouble. I tend to do that once in a while. Bert kind of maybe talk a little too much and piss people off, but it is what it is, right? I, I see what's on my mind. Like it, if you don't like it, don't listen. Whatever. But we're up in Hiving and the point average lineup at the time, Bert, was 12, right? So see some people belly aching, right? About oh, the invert sucks. Well, dude, you only got to start eight. I didn't start twelve every night. Let's relax a little bit. Although they're right, the point average does suck if you're if you're especially if you're a good racer, it does suck. So I started 12th we're in Hiving. And I was it was kind of a top dominant deal. Like there was a pretty decent cushion in Hiving. But I found something in one and two where I was banging it in off the top of one, turning down the hill and hitting a tack strip coming off of two, and I was making wholesale ground. Get by Tyler Kittner for the race lead. Yellow comes out. I had to go back to second. That was the right call. Bert, on the yellow, I physically saw them drive over to just not all the tires. That one spot where I was making my ground, and they pushed the tire in middle of the tack roof, right? So now I'm like, oh, there's nothing to diamond off of. It was like railer on the top and I'm like, screw it. I got second. I was pissed off, right? I'm, I go to the scales in the infield and I call the corner worker over. I'm like, what the hell? And she was a whack job anyway. So she started making some snide <laughs> comments and I flipped her off and I was about ready to kill people. And I, I go into the pits and I'm mad at it. This is all on videotape. i got the video. I should try to find it. I, I know I have the video and I, I went back and I watched the tape. I'm like, Holy shit. That actually like, it showed it right there. So I come to the pit meeting the next week, bird. So, so drivers don't do what I did. Do. Okay. Don't, don't do this. Okay. So I, I went to the pit meeting the next week and my buddy, Billy Engelstead pretty tight. Everybody knows he was the president at Hibbing ran the place and I proceeded to open my mouth and I'm like, We're going to have an obstacle course tonight, right? Are we going to just completely change the racetrack mid-race? Is that what we're going to do? Well, that's what they did at I-94. Dumb, right? And I went on and on. I'm like, this is completely bullshit. You stole a win. I'm racing for national championship here, and you're like, screwing me on purpose. So I win that night. Well, I won. Next thing you know, I'm in the tech shed. Got to pull my intake off, and I'm like, He's like, well, that'll teach you to open your mouth. So a little bit of uh, (laughs) overstepping his authority there. Um, But needless to say, uh, this kind of stuff, I've seen it happen. I I don't remember where it was. Somebody watered the track. I think it was earlier, actually. Um, Somebody watered the track in the middle of a race, right? If you're going to do track, if you're going to do stuff to the track, it's got to be before or after a race. This was mind-boggling that they did this and – yeah, unfortunate. I mean, it, it's still, I mean, ultimately, it made for a better race, ultimately, because now you had two grooves, but if you're the, Kyle Jeanette was not happy, but he rebounded <laughs> nicely and one night, number two. So, interesting deal over at I-94, Bert. So, what do you say we jump into uh, a, little re- or a little recap from the national events that we picked here this past week, brought to you by our friend Brad Parson. Brad Parson Egg Solutions. We talked about chemicals; they work well on tires, right? We heard the rumors, but the right chemicals applied properly to your crops. Bert's got a little uh, one of his <laughs> products there, a little eggs I love there for Bert. But the right products in the right, you know, in the right spray mixtures—you can mix this stuff right with your current spray packages—gives you better results, right? Better results equals what? More profitability. That's what you're trying to do. If you're a farmer, you're trying to make money. Why not get a good product? So I'm just a dumbass on, with a show. Call Brad and get the information from him. 320-219-3542. Again, 320-219-3542. Call Brad, get some information, find out about, you know, some stuff that he can give you to try, get the information, and hopefully you have a, a great season out in out in the farm season here in 2023 so Berta last week it it all started beginning of the week Castro flow racing night in America Florence Speedway slide job city in Walton Kentucky I thought old Bobby Pierce was gonna get her done I mean but he slipped up a little bit here comes RTJ who has been extremely strong um we talked about this on the show we'll we'll just kind of bring it up no you said Josh Rice Rice started fairly deep. He was inside the top five, and I'm not sure he broke something. Do you know what he broke?
1: I don't know what he broke, but uh yeah, he's uh it's
0: kind of common though. He was kind of common.
1: So well, yeah. Um he was my pick and uh he qualified poorly, so you know he had to start a little bit deeper in his heat race, which um you know he qualified through his heat race, but then he had to start a little bit deeper in the field and he was coming, and, yeah, and then something happened, and, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, the big five in this one, right, R.T.J., Pierce, you know, J.D., T. Mac, Huddy, that was your top five. So, Curtis, Kent, Brad, and myself all had Bobby Pierce. He got second. That's one for the good guys right there, okay? And, no, uh, the- wow. Well,
1: with uh, R.T.J. winning, I mean, he – yeah, I, I think he was kind of racing with a chip on his shoulder after what happened the weekend before. So <laughs> I think
0: you might be on to something there first. And uh, so the point steal on this one, Huddy's leading. Um, Pierce is 24 back. Uh, T Max 63 back, tied with JD. The next race, though, not till September 12th yep. at Falls. So they got a ways here. So six races left in the series. Um, 81 points separates <clears throat> the top six yeah. in the and,
1: and that's intentional that they're off until the fall I mean they, they, they talked about it during the during the race Um, because you know with the, all the big specials during the summer they don't want to interfere with, that, with those so they just kind of take a pause on their season until the big specials are over
0: yeah and that's a good move by their part you know and, and RTJ if I remember correctly, he he had a did not qualify in in uh, the second or third night. He didn't make the show. There's no provisionals. Yeah, yeah. So he's still kind of there despite missing an entire race. So there is that. High Limit Sprint Car Series, Tri City Speedway in Granite City, Illinois. Young Money, Kyle Larson, kind of the class of the field. Him, Rico, um, Corey Eliason, Macri. They were your top four: Curtis, Mike, Ryan, and Bert. We all had Kyle Larson. Uh, two points for us on that one. The point seven races left in that one. Kyle Larson with a thirty-seven point lead. He's—I mean—he's he, been the class of the field, right? I mean, it just—it just is. So, um, I would like to see some. I mean, I like Kyle Larson. It's, it's great. We get to see him do what he does. But I would like to see somebody else. win. Yeah. No, so I agree. Just, I agree with you. <laughs> so, world of all the sprint cars, they came up to our neck of the woods, right? The River City Speedway and Grand Forks, which th- that is a sprint car track, right? Brad, I'm sorry. I know you want it to be a late model track. It's not. <laughs> it's a sprint car track. It just is what it is. Um, the late models, Lance Schill won that race over there. I'm telling you what, he like. he's fun to watch. I, I, I think. I would probably stuff him in the fence if I raced against him because he is like Bobby Pearson, not afraid to, like, hit everything. Um, but he's entertaining, and he got it done in the sprint cars. David Gravel got it done. That up rubber. I don't know what to think about that, right? I mean, what, eight, ten laps to go. Um, they're all kind of running the cushion. Weird, right, because there's plenty of moisture in spots. There's a cushion. There's moisture low but about a lane off the top it took rubber it's like kind of it was weird to me that it took rubber but it is what it is gravel found it first the other guy that had gravel jeff had gravel two points for jeff <laughs> ogilvy raceway bert first ever trip for the world of outlaw sprint cars to the big O. I'm gonna give a tip of the cap right here to the track prep crew over there track saved good all night plenty of moistures super fast did not rubber up was not dusty um Really good race. Midwest Mod Feature was outstanding. I mean, the best car won, and he won from deep. Swearingen came from deep, deep. Got second in the in the sprint cars. Carson Macedo stunk it up, right? The, he was gone, right? He, class of the field, best car. Curtis and Bert had Macedo, so Burt had a big week. I'm not real excited about that, <laughs> by the way. But the race for second was excellent, right? Um, Shuhart got second, Donnie shots, third, um, hot sauce, Giovanni Selzi got fourth, J Mac got fifth, and you could have put a blanket over second through fifth with the last couple laps. So, I, I had to, somebody had to kind of bring that to my attention, and they're like, Well, no, the race was good. I'm like, Race sucked, it was gone. Well, they're like, The race for second was really good. I'm like, That is true. So, it wasn't on the track, the track was actually pretty darn good. It's just that Macedo was that much better than everybody else. Well, in and,
1: and early in that race, um, uh, gravel and Brad sweet were involved in the same incident with a slower car. Um, and, uh, uh, sweet was able to continue gravel had to go into the pits because his front wing was all messed up. He continued, but then the next caution, um, he came back into the pits because his front wing was all messed up and they had an another wing ready to replace it and this is where gravel got lucky and we'll have to see how this carries this impacts uh title chase but uh world of outlaw sprint cars they have all sorts of rules that i'm becoming aware of as i watch this because <laughs> because the race was half over they don't wait the, the otherwise there's a designated amount of time that they wait yep. Yep. um so the race started without gravel because they were still replacing the front wing, but luckily for him, a car came to a stop on the restart. So it went caution again, which gave gravel more time and he got the wing changed. And I think he finished 11th in the final rundown.
0: That, that is huge Bert, Cause Macedo's leading the points and sweets is 10 points back. Gravel only 22 points back. And that number would have been significantly higher had he not been able to get back out on the racetrack, um, Carson Macedo Burt, seven straight top four finishes. He has been really, really good as a late. Really? Mm-hmm. So Lucas oil, dirt, late models, uh, the historic 100 mineral wells, West Virginia, West Virginia motor speedway, little tiny bull ring over there. It's only five eighths mile. <laughs> Too big, but they only had 25 yeah. cars, right? 26 cars, night two. Now night two that rained out. They're gonna they're looking to reschedule that. I don't know if, do they have a date set yet? I don't think they N- do
1: no. I not they don't have a date yet, as far right. as from what I heard. I read a I read the press release and they're working on finding one. Wasn't
0: that $50,000 a win?
1: Yeah, I do believe so.
0: Twenty-six cars for $50,000 to win. That tells me one thing and one thing only. That track's too big and the drivers just don't like it. I mean, it's a yeah. bummer because they really renovated it. They get a good crowd. I mean, they, wow. I, and, what, and we know what? it's a big undertaking to make a racetrack smaller. I mean, that's a lot of work, but unfortunate. 50,000 to win 26 cars and, and 8, 10 of them were kind of field fillers at that. So, I mean, Mm-hmm. kind of interesting so night number one they did get that in rtj another. again
1: chip on the shoulder
0: <laughs> chip on the shoulder bert you had Mac. he got second in that one one point again for old bert here so dalton wilson the big term he's starting up front in the fifty thousand a to win race if they reschedule that too isn't he
1: i don't know what the lineup was
0: yeah i'm pretty sure um Jimmy Owens with a top five finish. He kind of needed one of them. So the points right now, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So our 20. So Ricky Thornton Jr., 165 points ahead of Huddy. That's a lot. That seems like a lot. I don't know I'm gonna have to look a little closer at what their point structure is, because it's weird how I mean it's it's a lot. Second place is him. Third is Overton, 215 back. Fourth is T-Mac, 370 back. Now Top four is all that matters. you got to be in the top four coming into the Dirt Track World Championship. That's where you need to be. Uh, Moran, 460 back. Jonathan Davenport, 525 backward. Uh, I, I'm gonna have, we're going to have to look closer at how the points work. I'm going to have to maybe get a little printout of that to see how easy it is to make up ground, but I'm here to tell you, when you're when you're that far back, right, you're 150 points out of that fourth spot if things don't tighten up a little bit do you see maybe a couple of these drivers saying to hell with it we're just going to kind of pick and choose what do you think
1: well once they're out of the championship uh, hunt because they have that cutoff where um you know they're doing like like a chase format so yeah. yeah if you're eliminated from the and
0: i'm not talking like officially eliminated but if they're looking at it and going, shit, I ain't going to get in the top four. I really ain't got a prayer. I'm way too far back. I mean, even if they're not mathematically eliminated, they're kind of eliminated some of these drivers. It'll be interesting to see if uh, I mean, some of them drop off.
1: I guess it depends what their point fund is, if they have a point fund at the end of the season. Um, right. And and if they want to, uh, if they rely on provisionals to make races.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I know. I know it pays pretty deep. I don't know how far, how well it pays way back. World of Outlaw Model late models. They had a trio of races this past weekend. Farmer City. They ran uh, Thursday night. The smooth operator, Bobby Pierce, getting it done. Him, Nick Hoffman, Bronson, tenth, the third. Gonna we'll talk more about Bronson in just a second here. Um, Curtis, Mike, Kent, Brad, Dan, Carl, Bert. You guys all had Pierce, but uh I guess I was kind of one of the only dumbasses that didn't have Pierce. I'm not sure what I was thinking there. I don't, I don't even know who I, I think I picked Sheppy and.
1: Oh, Sheppy <laughs> was in his own backyard and did not perform well at all.
0: Zero top fives, in on his home, kind of his home but, turf, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I thought maybe he was coming around a little bit, but. I don't know. I mean, he must be coddling too much. I'm not really sure. We talked (laughs) about Tri-City. That was the race of the year. Um, Unbelievable race, right? So get this. They had 27 cars, 33, and 28. And it was what? I think it was 10, 12, 15 to win. 10,000 night one, 12,000, 15,000. So it ain't money, right? They had more cars for less than half of the money. Um, So it's, it's not just money, right? Night number three? The squirrel, Brian Shirley. Now,
1: well, actually, but, I think the actual winner of night number three was Who's Your Tire?
0: But not, what? not because of the reason one would think, right? Because right, I don't think right. it really Robert. They were banging the wall. Must have some irregularities in it or something, because several drivers slapped the fence, cut the right rear, right, including race leader Bobby Pierce. He shredded the right rear up against the wall. And, and literally gave the lead away, gave it to Shirley. Now, Bronson got second in that, Bert. Looking at this right here, Kyle Bronson, Burt, three podiums on the week. That's, that's solid. He's only 40 points back in the points, only 40. Now, another person who kind of really had a pretty much awful week, point leader Chris Madden, okay? The only reason he was on the podium on night three is everybody – Striding the right rear right? He he wasn't a he wasn't really in the conversation, um, and he's leading the points still, but Bronson is coming. I'm telling you, there's a few drivers we're going to talk about this in a second. Mike had Madden one point for him um, at Tri City. Everyone, not named Jeff, had Pierce. <laughs> so the points, spurt right now Madden's leading, but Bronson and Nick Hoffman are tied. At second, four actually Bronson, Hoffman, and Pierce are all three tied for second, 40 points back.
1: Well, and I was, I was gonna, after watching those three races, I was gonna make the comment that uh, Nick Hoffman is really impressive driving a late model. I mean, for this, I mean, I know he wrote he raced for Bloomquist for a little bit, but uh, um, you know, for really his first full season in the late model. Um, I'm very impressed with, with how he's doing
0: 100%. And uh, looking at this, so Bronson had three podiums, Hoffman, who you mentioned, had three top fours on the team, so he was there also. Okay, now I was looking at the points from last year. So if you took the top five from points, the top five in points right now, Bert, how many of them? There was only eight drivers last year in World of Outlaw that ran the the full amount of shows, okay? Out of the top five in points, how many of those drivers were one of those eight?
1: I'm going to say zero.
0: Zero. Because it's Madden, Bronson, Hoffman, Pierce, Squirrel. That's the top five. Sixth place is Ryan Gustin. He would have been (laughs) the highest one. He's in sixth. So Literally, the top five in World of Outlaws, when's the last time a person could say this, right? The top five in World of Outlaw points didn't even follow World of Outlaw last year. That's interesting, I think, because that means that World of Outlaws, who we talked about last year, how many times did we say it? Are they going to die? Is that deal going away? Are they struggling? They're kind of on the rise. They they got more followers. So uh, maybe the old uh, Kentucky Colonel there, uh, um, you, maybe he's doing a good job. I'm not really sure.
1: Do you have the standings in front of you?
0: I got the top seven.
1: Is is Herb Jr. seventh?
0: Nope, I think wow. he's eight. I think okay. he's eight. Yeah, yeah, because because sixth is the Reaper, Ryan Gustin, and seventh is B Chef, who also did not follow World of All last year, so only one of the top seven. Bert, one of the top seven. That's interesting, right there. So it's gonna be a fun. That's a pretty both world of Outlaw point battles are pretty tight. So this week, Bert. This week. So let's let's do our pick, our points first. Oh Curtis here, double digit lead. Curtis at 73, Mike at 63. The two-time and reigning pick'ems champion, Bert Lehman crawling his way back to the top. gonna have to protest him he's at third at 59. Brad and Jeff at 57. I'm at 56 kind of sucking it up. Dan's at 52. Kent's at 49 and Carl's at 46. Cut. Kent. Carl's three points behind you. Just say it. We we need to pick up the pace. um Carl's only 10 points behind me. I'm not real comfortable with that. So Kyle kind of coming a little bit. So this week, Burt, World the Boat Law Sprint Cars, a pair of races at Knoxville Friday and Saturday. Uh, we'll just call them super late models, probably UMP sanctioned, but I'm not sure, dirt car or whatever. But, of course, it's the dream week, right? We're only picking the finale, 129000 to win, because they're doing that split deal um, on Thursday and Friday to kind of set up qualifying. So that's a big one. We'll talk more about the dream shortly. Wissota late model challenge series, four races this weekend. We're going to pick those. talk about that shortly in the high limit sprint car series, Tuesday night at Eagle. So uh, we got a handful of picks here this week. (laughs) So let's jump into it. We'll cover a couple of the things on the last lap here, but uh, we'll have our last lap here brought to you by Mason Aaron's videos. So, um, jump on YouTube, jump on Facebook, just type in Mason Aaron's videos. He does a lot of B-roll stuff. I mean, if you're a, if you're a business that sponsors racing, if you're a racer and you need some pretty cool videos kind of put together for marketing purposes or, or hype videos, he does a really good job. And And uh, we're really thankful to have him. He does all of our editing. And I wish he could Photoshop one of these chins off here, but it's probably asking <laughs> a little bit too much. So, but uh, Mason Aaron's videos does a great job. So um, let's let's do this. Let's start with this Halverline Speedway, Proctor, Minnesota. Form I I call it I it's it's the Proctor Speedway. Bert, I I don't know what I think about these tracks changing the name of their track right to like like Halverline Speedway. That that really bothers me right because they might not be the sponsor in three years. I can see it being the Halver the proctor speedway dirt track racing presented by the halberline speedway or something like that but man i hope the Halverline sponsors them for years to come forever and ever but it's the proctor speedway right what why confuse people but that's whatever right? wow
1: so, and just as an example the the baseball stadium that the milwaukee brewers played in since they built that it was called miller park and then last year miller didn't Re up the naming right. So now it's called American Family Field, but everybody calls it Miller Park. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: right. Exactly. I call it, it's still the Proctor Speedway to right. me, but <clears throat> I get it. Helver Lines gives them a bunch of money. It's a Helver Speedway. Heck, I'm sitting in a Helver vehicle as we speak, right? But they have their inaugural Hall of Fame. A lot of history. A lot of racetracks <laughs> don't have maybe a ton of history. Proctor Speedway's got a lot of history. And a huge congratulations to the inaugural hall of fame class crash Carlson. Um, he's my boy. He's like my second dad, grandpa, whatever you want to call him. I love crash. He's good people, but him, Todd Johnson and Jerry Elbs were, were three of them. And they were very, well, they put together the first ever silver 1000. They started that. Don and Joyce Rosine, the late Don Rosine. So, so they've been that family. Now it's the Loftalls are over there, which Tammy Loftall is Don Rosine's daughter. That's kind of how that works. But the Rosine family has been a part of the Proctor Speedway forever. Congratulations to them. Gus Omenson, he's been, you know, he's done everything over there treasurer, been on the board, um, flag man, um, you name it. He's still involved with, with Soda. So Gus Omenson, Dave Lucia, Bonnie Gillette, Ed Levy. Um, All very well-deserving people. Great honor for them to be in that inaugural class of the Proctor Speedway Hall of Fame. Congratulations to them. Bert, this week is one of my favorite weeks. It's probably one of your favorite weeks as a late model guy. It's one of my favorite weeks as a Superstock guy. Why? Because the Fastlane Superstock Series is underway this week, right? Thursday, Rice Lake Speedway, Rice Lake, Wisconsin, Friday, the Red Cedar Speedway for the Dave Shackleton Memorial. Saturday at Ogilvy, Sunday at the Granite City Motor Park. I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. I'm very, very concerned. Superstock car accounts, Bert, have been awful. Awful. Um, the Ogilvy deal, right? They had first night at Ogilvy for the Ma Nationals. <clears throat> kind of weird name for superstocks, too. But nine cars, the king of dirt nine cars right Grand Rapids had six cars Montevideo had five cars super stocks interesting do you think that all four of these shows I'm going to give you a number an average car count for the first four nights of the swing and you can tell me if you think it's going to be over or under I'm going to go with 30 cars in the super stock division now, keep in mind, Granite, right? Or not Granite, but Ogilvy, nine cars at <coughs> the Mod Nast, right? Which is 1,000 to win, right? So, on this first four-night swing of the two-week deal, do you think that they're going to be, my numbers? 30 cars. You're going to average 30 cars per night. Do you think it's going to be over or under?
1: Um, I'll say under.
0: you got a horrible attitude, right? So, Bert's going with the end. I God, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. This is such a good series, but I hope you're wrong. Bert, what what makes you especially excited about this week as a late model
1: guy? Well, of course it's uh dream week. And um so that kicks off on uh Thursday night. And um you know, I actually so excited that yesterday I went out and bought a 65-inch TV for when I stream it.
0: <laughs> wow. See, old Danny boy, right, Dan, that's in our pick my buddy Dan, he's done one better because they're leaving, they're going. You go to the World 100, yeah. he's going to – him and his family, they go down to the Dream, so have a good time. Dan, get us some info down there, guy. Get us some info. But, uh, yeah, she's going to be good. Any, I mean, we, we kind of did our predictions, right? Who did you pick to win the Dream?
1: I picked Superman to break uh, Overton's because Overton's got what four in a row.
0: Yeah, the Madden Curse, man, the Madden <laughs> Curse. He went Hollywood, right? He, documentary. He he's been kind of human ever <laughs> since. I'm going with but, one. Yeah. R T J is my pick to win, and it's everybody's going to be there. How many cars do you think they're going to get at the Dream? One hundred twenty nine thousand. Do you think they'll get seventy? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say seventy. I'll say more than seventy.
0: Okay, okay, seventy-one eight. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so, for speaking of late model racing, four night swing for the structural buildings. Minnesota late model challenge series, um, kind of bringing this tour back. They, this this was a big part of the series years ago. Bringing it back Thursday, the KRA Speedway in Wilmer, Minnesota. Friday, the Fiesta City Speedway in Montevideo, Minnesota. Saturday, the Madison Speedway super fast racetrack for a bullring and sunday the casino speedway in watertown south dakota all of that can be found on dirt race central i believe wilmer's on there i'm pretty sure they are i think they stream all the challenge series stuff so i'm pretty sure they're on there wilmer doesn't do a lot of streaming but i think this one is um this is kind of right on the border of south dakota out there of course casinos in south dakota but remember this the last swing with Fergus and that they didn't really have a lot of South Dakota cars. I hope more of them kind of follow, right? Do you think we talked about 30 for for the super stocks. Which one of these two weekly weekly series here, which one of these series will average more cars this weekend? the super stock series or the challenge series?
1: I'm gonna say the super stock series.
0: You th- now you said the superstock series, but you said I, under 30. I know, okay? I know. Now so yeah. give me a <laughs> give me a number. What do you think the average is? If you take the four nights and divide it by entries, what do you think that number is gonna be for the challenge series?
1: 25.
0: I'm gonna go slightly over. We'll go 27. I'm gonna go slightly over. I would go with the over on the 30 for the superstocks. Little breaking news, um, so Daryl Nelson, who's who got a second and a third, kind of weird they have a drop show in there, so he's technically not the point leader, right? But as soon as they drop a show, he will be because he had a second and a third, right? So he's obviously going to run that swing. But yesterday, I think it was, or maybe the day before, there was some kind of an incident with the trailer door coming down, hitting his wife. She broke her leg. She had a surgery. She's got to have another surgery. Um, so hopefully she heals up. I mean, everybody in our area, we all know the Nelsons are super big into racing. Uh, hopefully she, you know, best wishes for Missy Nelson. Hopefully she gets healed up soon. Um, I did, I think I somebody told me they saw a post saying that he's still going to go run the Challenge Series deal. Um, obviously, unless there's some unforeseen deal with surgery or whatever, but um, hopefully best wishes to her and get the Herman Hermantown hammer kind of um, making some noise out there. He's been really, really good. So Bert, let's jump into our predictions here. So every week we, uh, we take, and we pick three bold predictions, sometimes not so bold, but sometimes bold, right? And they gotta be something where we can, it either did happen or did not happen. Now this past week, there's a couple that race rained out. There's a couple things that just didn't happen, so they're they're still on the board. But this past week, you did have one come off the board. You said Josh Rice was going to win at Florence. Way to throw a hex on him. Way to throw. A, let, me, let me ask you this, right? So Johnny Broking not giving us any love for for putting him on the not hot list, right? No love should we maybe have you or Carl maybe pick him? Maybe Carl, right? Because, I mean, if he ain't gonna, he's not appreciative, maybe we'll get Carl to pick him. And then <laughs> Carl can just automatically put a hex on him because we know how he picks. So, not you, because you're back on the rise here. But maybe maybe we just do a modified deal and have Carl start picking Johnny Broking and see how that goes. So, Josh Rice at Porns. I, uh, I said Kent Arment was going to win one of the three at least he did not, but I did say Bobby Pierce would finish higher than Jay than uh than Josh Rice and he did. So I am at uh 37.3% right now, and you're at 40.6. I I you lost one, I lost one and gained one, so I didn't really move. I got a little work to do to catch up to you here. So, Bert, this week, what do you what do you got? Where do you want to start this week?
1: Um, I'll start with the dream, <clears throat> and I will say that uh Overton streak ends and he will not win the dream this year.
0: We're <clears throat> throwing the hex on old big sexy here. Okay, I'm gonna you know what? I'll I'll go with the dream, I'll stick with the dream. Um, I'm not gonna pick the winner because a lot can happen, but I will say this RTJ will be the highest-finishing Lucas Oil Series driver at the Dream. Okay. Um,
1: My next one, I'm going local, and I say there will be at least 70 IMCA Modifieds at the Clash at the Creek at 141 Speedway.
0: That's ten thousand to win, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with soda structural buildings with soda late model challenge series. Little Homer pick one of our sponsors here, by okay. Don't let me down, guy. Okay. Jordan is gonna have at least two podiums um, on this four-night swing for the challenge series right in his stopping grounds.
1: Okay, uh, my last one. I'm staying with the Clash at the Creek, and I am saying that a non-Wisconsin driver will win the ten thousand dollars.
0: They're gonna, they're gonna kick you right <laughs> out of town. Like well, the,
1: the, the last
0: on the Wisconsin people. All right,
1: fair. Enough. The last last two years were won by by locals. I think the last non-Wisconsin driver to win it was RTJ when he won three in a row.
0: Off the record, this ain't my bold prediction, but Mike Mullen's gonna win.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: okay, break that down. Off the record. That's not that's not my bold prediction. My bold prediction <coughs> to Fast Lane Superstock Series. Terrence SpaceX is gonna stay red hot. He's gonna win at least two of the four this week in the Fast Lane Superstock Series. <coughs> <laughs> so, Bert, uh, before we jump off here, do you have anybody that you know that maybe we didn't give any love to that you'd be like, you know, I talked about several drivers that are red hot. You talked about a few that are hot. Is there anybody that maybe needs a little pick-me-up that's maybe been on this not-so-hot list?
1: Well, we talked about Bishop already. Um, well, and kind of what's happened to Hudson O'Neill? He was just on a tear, and now you know he's you know running mid pack you know it, it's just weird i mean cuz we thought that for a while there he was going like he was never going to get beat i mean he was going to be the man the rest of the year and then now he's just kind of i mean he's still in contention but you know he's not red hot like he was before
0: right right you know <laughs> i'm going to go with uh I'm go with jody Belfi. um new car sharp right i I kind of thought maybe he was going to sneakily be in that national championship. Actually, you know what? I'll go with a few modifieds here. I'll go with him. Johnny's going to hate me because he don't want me to give this guy any mojo. But I'm going to go with him and Tyler Peterson both. Neither one of these two really looking – I mean, not that they won't find it, but they just ain't been very good. Um, not sure what the deal is there. So Jody Belfi and, of course, uh, Tyler Peterson in the modifieds, kind of it's you know i figured they'd have a lot more wins than they do and they just kind of been they've been there not real good but just kind of there so <clears throat> kind of interesting so bert that's episode 180 in the book and you know uh last week i didn't do a power ranking show i literally i uh, had to rethink things there bert uh if i wanted to do like the full recap i did not i was gonna have like 25 30 hours into that and yeah. <laughs> Driving this big rig around, I probably should sleep a little bit in there. So um, the power rankings, I do have them set, though. We The power rankings will be out. Not necessarily going to have a full recap. Might give some people some love, maybe if they're first-time winners or a streak or something like that. The power rankings, will be back. Check them out. Also, um, episode 80, right, 180 slash 80 of the Blast of the Past, right? So a couple couple things there for you to look forward to this week on our YouTube YouTube channel. Um, pause right there, right below you here. If you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe. Helps us out. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, jump over to YouTube. That helps us out, right? Do that. But, uh, you know, check that out. Uh, I know Puka posted on the page that we have some apparel um, as well. So if you want hats or shirts, I think we have some hoodies, um, some stuff like that, um, you know, hit us up in the comments. Puka can get that stuff out to you. He's still alive. He's still around. He's gonna be back one of these days here. Maybe, maybe we can talk old Puka Bird into coming in, uh, the' talking a little bit about the dreams. I guarantee he'll be watching that this week. So um any closing thoughts before we jump off?
1: Um, no, uh just uh we're getting into the major uh the crown jewels are starting. So uh and make sure you get out to your support your local racetrack too.
0: 100%. I mean this I love streaming, right? Especially dirt race central. That's my favorite. But I love streaming, okay? But nothing's better than being there. I mean, I mean if everybody just sits at home and watches racing and there's nobody at the racetracks there's there to be nothing left to stream. So get out there and bring somebody with you. Cheer loud, be exciting, right? Do do some fun stuff and uh, you know, cheer, boo, whatever you got to do, but make it fun, make it exciting and uh we'll we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.